Hey everybody, it is Erica and Yvette, and this is the Melanin Pearl Podcast, season two. So excited, 2021 has been super awesome for me. You know, um, the podcast has really been one of the fuels lighting my fire. Um, And last episode, we talked about self-care, and we're going to continue with it because it's super, super important. And that's why Erica and I have specifically dedicated two episodes to it. So just to recap our last episode, we kind of talked about, you know, the definition of self-care and unpack that, you know, and how our thoughts create the barriers where we intentionally decide to spend our time doing mind-numbing activities. So in this episode, we've brought awesome Dr. Jamie Lauren back to help talk to us about the importance of disrupting living on autopilot, you know, and how the key to knowing what you need in order to actually do self-care. You know, and, and you know, I, I just want to say, like, being busy is not your purpose. I mean, repeat that. Being busy is not your purpose, right? It's all about, you know, adding value to your life, to the ones around you, right? You know, and the, the goal is not to be perfect by, at the end. Like, when you die, you know, the goal is not for you to end up in the box or, you know, cremated, whatever, being perfect. That's not the goal. The goal is to be better today, every day. That's the goal. And that's your journey through happiness. So, you know what? So, Dr. Lauren, how do we, how do we determine, like, what do we need? You know, taking the time out, how do we do that to find out what we, we really need or you really need to disrupt living on autopilot, right? Like the, just, you know, I, I use this example at work, you know, this project is being run like it's a rudderless ship, you know, it's just like rudderless. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's just all over the place with no drifting. purpose in drifting, right? And so how do we help ourselves to find out, you know, what do we need? Well, I think part of it is just being aware that we're on autopilot, that we're in this state of doing the same things over and over again, yet nothing changes. We don't necessarily feel happy. We don't feel connected to our lives or engaged in our relationships. And so I think the first thing is noticing that that's where you're at. And then I would recommend, you know, there are lots of different ways to kind of see where your deficits lie. You know, is it in one aspect over another aspect of your life? So it's kind of taking the time and doing that inventory. What do I need? And asking yourself that every morning when you wake up, what do I need? What does my body need? Do I feel tired? Do I need more rest? Do I need to move my body? Am I lethargic? Do I need to go to the doctor? You know, these are things, Mm -hmm. particularly with women, we're so used to being, you know, things adding to our plate and that's just expected of us to kind of challenge that. Well, do I need to add that to my plate today? Or is that the shoulds? I should do this maybe the should is the is the thing that needs to be tossed aside. So it's about challenging our way of life and seeing, does it serve me? And if it doesn't, what could I replace it with? Could I replace it with something that is nurturing? Could I replace it with something that is more exciting? But first you have to really identify what it is that you need. And nobody can answer that for you, except for you. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And I think sometimes determining what you need, you know, one of the things that we talked about at our last episode was that, you know, unpacking things in your life are not easy, right? Sometimes it might not be easy because you're going back into who knows your childhood or what have you, right? And sometimes you might need help. I think that's one thing we, we, 
we didn't talk about last time, but I definitely want to make sure people, you know, our audience understands that sometimes having that conversation and digging deep into your life might require someone to talk to who is um, a, a party that that is just um, neutral. Yeah. What are your thoughts around that, Dr. Lauren? I agree. I think, you know, sometimes our work can be on the easier side and we figure out, oh, I'm too busy. I need to take some things off of my plate. But sometimes we have trauma or sometimes we have other mental illnesses that might get in the way um, of us being able to take care of ourselves, like major depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say to somebody with depression all day, well, you need to, you know, get up and move your body. But to somebody with major depressive disorder, that isn't always something that they can do. So it's knowing when it's too much for you to handle alone. You can see a therapist, a counselor, somebody from your church, you can have friends and family, but being mindful of what it is that you need the support in, because sometimes our families can be great, but they also can keep us stuck, you know, and then that 15 year old self where they see us. So knowing that if some of your issues are very private and you might need a third party's perspective to seek that out. And there's no shame in asking for help. We all struggle. And I think that's one of the biggest barriers I see with a lot of therapists too. Therapists need therapy. (laughs) I mean, if we're not seeking therapy, then, you know, we, we have to really look at ourselves as a profession. People need support and it's okay to ask for it. There's no, there's no absolutely no shame in that. Mm. And so feeling that it's okay to request help when you need it. Yeah. I, you know, nothing destroys self-love faster than denying what you feel. Think about that. Naming how you feel, putting a name, like I feel tired, like that physical feeling and naming it because once you name it, you can do something about it. Right. Because without feelings, you don't even know where you are in life. You know, nor would you know whatever it is you need to work on, you know, so honor your feelings, right? And your feelings give you what you need for you to learn more about yourself. So allow yourself to feel whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, because your feelings are valid. They're they're valid. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't valid, you know, we don't think of them as such. Right. Like, don't let someone gaslight you around your feelings, right? Right. Your feelings, just because it doesn't happen to them, doesn't mean it didn't happen to you, right? Exactly. So, so yeah. those are your feelings, right? You know, and you know, I want you to think about everyone to think about. It's like learn how to differentiate between the sound of your intuition guiding you and your traumas misleading you, mm. right? You so that gut feeling. You don't know if you can't determine if that's trauma or your true intuition guiding you around the good, good path, you know, what's good for you. You got to start there. And that's all about feelings, right? Feeling your feelings and knowing it's okay, you know, and start looking at your daily habits. So like, and ask yourself if they are causing you to evolve or revolve, right? You know, are you moving forward or just moving in circles? And, and in order to, 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 to have that conversation with yourself, you have to be quiet. You have to listen. You have to name your feelings. You have to look using your own lens of, li- of your life, not your mama's lens, not society's lens, whatever, your lens. And we talked about that last episode is about sitting in knowing what your core values are, 
not society's values, not society's definition of success, not your parents' definition of success, not your culture's definition of success, your definition of success. And your definition of success has all to do about being happy. Got nothing to do about money in the bank, house, cars, you know, spouses, children, whatever. It's all about how happy you are. That defines my success, right? You know, because I'm thankful for my struggle because without it, I wouldn't have able to stumble upon my strength, right? And I don't look at what I didn't do or what didn't go right. I look at each day as an opportunity to be that superpower that I know that I am, you know, and being a good person. It's super important. Yeah, and I think the journey, you know, the journey through life, and we've talked about this, um, is yours. It's yours. You have your family, your friends, your colleagues, all of those people who join you on that journey. But at the end of the day, that journey belongs to you. And how you care for yourself along that journey is paramount because that journey will be impacted just by how you do or do not take care of yourself. And then that taking care of yourself allows you to care and love others. And it's really all interrelated, you know, and that, I think that's my stance on it too. So Dr. Lauren, we, you know, boundaries, I love it. You know, I, that, uh, 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 girl, don't get me started. I, you know, my <laughs> boundaries, you know, is like a moat, right? You know, do not pass, go, you know, and the strength of you, your boundaries can be only as strong as you, you keep them. Think about that, right? Your boundaries are only as strong as you keep them. So if you don't want to do something, don't do it, right? Your boundary is if it's not good for me or if I don't have time, or I don't want to do it, it's to say no. That's your boundary. And the reinforcement of your boundary is saying no without explaining why you're saying no. They don't need to know why you said no. It's just no. That's a boundary. I, I have a, you know, full of, I, my phone is full of contacts just like everybody else. Here's one, an example of one of my boundaries. There's a person in my phone, family member, that their name is not in the contact. It says, do not engage. That's a boundary for me so that I know that the person associated with do not engage is not good for me, right? No conversation, no amount of interaction is gonna be good for me. That's my boundary. So you know what? I don't pick up the phone. I don't respond to text. Nothing keeps my inner core at peace, you know, and that's a boundary. And if you think about it, just because someone wants to argue with you don't mean you have to engage, right? To win a hundred victories in battles and a hundred battles is not the, the, the is not like a, def, a defining, like you're a good skill or a good, a good soldier. Here it is. It's being able to subdue your enemy without even fighting. Now that's the skill. And how you can do that is by reinforcing your boundaries, right? Just, you know, girl, I don't got time for that. We all say that, right? We all see the memes, like, you know, and the gifts, you know, and things on video where the, the woman's on like loop. I don't got time for that. I truly don't got time for that. Like that's the boundary, right? I don't, I'm not, I'm not investing energy, time, I'm not, Girl, I'm not thinking about you, but truly, I'm not. <laughs> like, like yeah. those are boundaries, and those are super important. So, um, Dr. Lauren, how can someone start identifying what a good boundary is, and you know, having that inner strength to make sure that their boundary stays intact? 
I think a lot of it has to do with accepting that boundary setting is uncomfortable. And I think we talked about that in the last episode, that a lot of growing is uncomfortable. And people expect all of these things to feel good. And they don't. Sometimes they Mm -hmm. don't feel good because it's new. It's something we have to practice. And so setting boundaries with ourselves to say, this isn't healthy for me. Why isn't it healthy for me? Well, because it makes it triggers something in me and triggers negative feelings or behaviors. Okay, well, what would I want to do differently if I could? And just making possibilities for yourself before even enacting anything. But I think, you know, there's a lot of belief that Family is family, and family can be abusive, and they're still family. Well, I'd like to challenge that. Family can be family, but also it's okay to not be abused. It's okay to mm-hmm. set the boundary and say, it's, you're not healthy for me. You hurt me, and I'm not going to allow that anymore. That's a very empowering moment. And that doesn't mean you necessarily have to cut them off, but it could be like Yvette said, you put in your contacts. Do not engage. This is not a person I'm going to have this type of contact with. And so realizing that a lot of boundary setting with yourself and with other people is going to be uncomfortable because it's new does not mean it's bad. Discomfort does not equal bad. It just means it's uncomfortable. It means you need practice at it. And it could ultimately be the thing that serves you most. Mm-hmm. And saves your life. And yeah. I and I and I want to say save your life because there's a whole bunch of people, myself included, who who have this thinking that family is it blood thicker than water no matter what they do to you or to any like they family you got to stick by them and like dr lauren said i've challenged that and threw that narrative completely out the window because as a child the little vet i didn't know what else was out there because my family was it right and good bad or indifferent right now i'm an adult i don't need that safety and security that I needed as a, as a small child, I'm my own parent, right? I need to determine as an adult, what is good for me, right? Not good for, you know, the eight-year-old that had to get in the car with your drunk mother, right? Right, right, that's like me. I've been like, yeah, no, nah, you do that. I don't recommend you drive, but yeah, I, you you do, I'll, I'll meet you there. Those, that's me as a the grown vet as an adult taking care of myself, right? Disconnecting from things that trigger me, you know, to go down a path that I don't want to go, right? Or that, that, you know, makes it uncomfortable for me to be me. If you are in a situation where you can't be yourself, you need to, you need to check that, right? Because whoever you are around or, you know, hanging with or work, whatever, if you can't be you, if you have this mask on and are, or acting and being that someone that's not you, that's not really healthy for you because you need to be you, you know, not guarded. Right. And it's, it's like, at the end of the day, you know, we all have issues. Every single one of us, you know, Oprah got issues. Michelle Obama got issues, you know. No, we all know. Right. <laughs> exactly, Dr. Right. Lauren. Hello, Dr. Lauren. Yes, ma'am. Right. You know, I mean, and, and let me let me just let me just keep it real, right? Meghan Markle married a prince and she got a whole bunch of issues, right? So that whole fairy tale that, you know, Disney and you know society and culture spin out, like, oh, marry a prince, live happily ever after, you know, that shit completely wrong, right? It's not true. 
right? Everyone's got issues, right? And everyone slips and slides or whatever. But the most important thing is to have compassion for yourself, right? You can't have compassion for others if you don't have compassion for yourself. And remember that growth is a dance, not a light switch, right? If you think about it, I am a, you know, I call it, I'm a project manager, whatever, you know, I'm a fixer, right? You, you airdrop me into anything, you know, I'm the chick you want in the foxhole with you because I'll make sure we all getting out, right? That's me. And I look at my life as I am the greatest project that I will ever work on. You are too. You are the greatest project. You are the captain of your own ship. You are it. The biggest project you will ever work on in life. So take your time, you know, and create magic. I mean, that's that's all for me. And, and Dr. Lauren, you know, we talked about boundaries, right? And I think one of the things, too, relating to boundaries, and we talked about family and could be friends or associates, whatever, is that one of those boundaries for me is you have to teach people how you want to be treated. Yes. You know, you can't, Preach. you know, you can't. If someone is talking a certain way to you that is uncomfortable to you or derogatory or whatever it is, you have every right to say, you will not talk to me that way. Yep. Period. And, 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 and there are people that are in relationships where you might have a friend or someone in your life who's passive aggressive and says things to you and you get off the call and you're just like, I just accepted all of that. You know, I just took in all of that, that will then feed into my self-esteem or feed into my day or, or feed into how I, you know, I, I could have had a perfectly great day and someone just says something that turns that around. I have the, the, every right to set boundaries with you as to how I'm going to be treated. And I have every right to not accept what you're saying. And I think sometimes we don't do that. I also think that sometimes we let, you know, they have that saying that, you know, people can say whatever they want to you, but the way I react to it is my choice. I think sometimes we don't, you know, activate that and someone will say something to you and your whole day is changed. You know, I could have walked into the room happy and you said something to me and I walk out of the room just horrible, feeling horrible. I think that's part of boundary setting too. And that's very deep and personal and, and you have to learn strategies and it's not, you know, I'm not being um, cavalier about it because it's really important. But I also think that that's a very important part of that boundary setting mechanism because I know in my life I've had to tell people that is not how you will treat me, period. And there's no, it's not a argument. It's not a fight. It's a statement. And you leave it at that. And I don't have to, and I don't have to explain why. I just will not accept it. And yep. if we can't, and if we can't move forward in this way, then we can't Bye. move forward. Bye. That's Peace it. out. You know, you know, and I think that's a you, huge but part. I love you from afar, right? Yeah. Exactly. Because that's a huge part of self-care because there are people that, you know, it, it, they're not, they, they're just potentially being somewhat passive aggressive, but it's still, it's still weighing on you and it does weigh on you. You know, and, and that is part of self-care, like getting that out of your system. And yeah. I agree. I think it's really important for us to visualize boundaries in that way. And boundaries as being acts of self-love mm -hmm. and self-care are acts of self-love. And, you know, you, I work with a lot of people who 
don't believe they love themselves, but they do have strengths. So it's identifying your strengths in that area and then really, you know, paying attention and being intentional about how you use your strengths. But I think if we really look at boundaries and telling people, I'm not going to tolerate that. It's also teaching us a really valuable lesson about who we are and where our strength lies. And we have way more power than we think we do. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes in those situations, we feel so overwhelmed and powerless. And it's as simple as shifting your thinking of, but I can say no, and that's fine. I can say no, and that's fine. And people don't oftentimes feel that power, but we have it. It's as simple as just no. Yep, Mm -hmm. we do have it. Like I Mm -hmm. said, I was like, no, period. That's P-E-R-I-D-T, period. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I I don't have, why? Because I said no. I mean, literally, it's almost like what your parents said when you were younger, like, well, why not? Because Mm -hmm. I said so, right? I'm flipping that, you know, and I'm leading my life that way because I said no. Yeah. And it takes two people to engage in an argument and I don't have to respond. And nine times out of 10, I don't. (laughs) You know, if we have an exchange and it's, you know, if I have an exchange with someone and we're kind of going tat for tat for a minute and then it just goes in the wrong direction, just let it go. Let it go. There's nothing. What are you getting out of that? And what will you get out of that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Nothing. Nothing. Important. So what's the point? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Unless you want to sit and ruminate over it for the next two days and then it takes away all of your joy. You know, that's another stealer of joy is engaging in things that don't serve us. And so being again, really mindful of, well, is this argument worth it? Is this really going to, you know, am I putting somebody in their place for my ego or is it because it's dangerous? They're doing something wrong. That's harmful to me harmful to me so you know again being really intentional with our actions Mm -hmm. and and i'm going to share an exercise that i did for you know you know a couple of weeks in my life right is i would look at the energy i was feeling with whoever crossed my path right so for example that person that that i put in my phone you know do not engage before i did that Every time their name popped up on my phone, I would feel dread. That's really the energy being literally sucked out of me, mm-hmm. right? Identify those. Those those are those are for me, those people, those energy draining sucking vampires. I don't want in my life. I only want to be around people that up my energy where I feel good, right? And so like when Erica calls, like I'm all in it. Yeah, whatever I'm doing, you know, like in the bathroom, you know, in a meeting, I'm gonna be like, I'm, you know, I'll be like, like I'm in a meeting, like I'll pick the phone up, right? Regardless. But there's other people that they are either I literally block their phone, you know, as well as emails. And I can show you how to do that. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, you know, I've blocked them because it's just like negative. Like it's, it's energy yeah. vampires, right? I only want to be around people that what? Help me fill my cup lift me up and if you do this exercise and just go through your day and kind of look at the people that have crossed your path and how you what how you felt goes back to the top of the episode that we were talking about it's like your feelings they're totally valid because they're yours and it's okay you know, it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay to say, you know what? I don't like the way they feel because whenever I get around this person, so what? I'm going to limit my time. You know, it could be start small, right? It's not like pull the bandaid off and like run. It's more like, okay, start small, you know, limit your time with them, you know, and limit it more, limit it more to, you know, the relationship will evolve and they'll just be gone, right? Mm-hmm. You can do it that way. Or you like, you can do it like me, you know, I don't play. 
Now I will cut you. It's done. I, it's like your, your period to grow and figure yourself out doesn't give you the right or requires me to keep you in my space and in my life while you try to figure things out and abuse me. No, that, that's not how it works. Family, friends, spouse, whatever. For me, that's not how it works. You work it out. You know, when you get you get right and you know how to treat people, you know how to value people because you value yourself. You don't have to tear people down in order for you to feel good. Once you work all that stuff out for yourself and and it works out that, you know, our crap, our past may cross, you know, and you good and I'm good. You know, we maybe we could be friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could evolve to a better friendship. But while you're working that shit out. You know, I'm I'm not your testing ground, right? You know, I'm not the I'm not the person that you you kind of figure stuff out on. My my happiness, my energy is non-negotiable, right? And that is what I would like everyone to take the, the like to think about because that's super important. Because just because their family doesn't give them the right to do anything to you. You have to change that narrative in your mind because as a small child, that's all you knew. You depended on them for survival, right? So they were your be all and end all. Now, today, if you paying your own rent, mortgage, whatever, if you taking care of yourself, that whole just because they family goes out the window. You don't need Jack, right? Because why? You taking care of you. That That's a boundary. That's you recognizing that that is a boundary that you want to enforce. And it's super, super important. No, I agree. And I'll just say this before we pivot. Not everyone with you is for you. Oh, repeat, repeat, repeat. Not everyone with you is for you. And I think there, that's, that goes back to the exercise that Yvette is talking about. We cross paths with millions of people in our lifetime. And there are some that are closer to us than others. But not everyone that's with you is for you. Yes. So Dr. Lauren, we're going to pivot for a second. So we've talked about just so many great topics and concepts related to self-care a lot. We talked about a lot in these two episodes. Okay. So here's the question. Where do I start? How do I start? I know we talked about our basic needs, you know, starting with, you know, one thing and our basic needs in our, in our last episode, but, but how do we, you know, for that listener out there, who's like, this is all great. Okay, I hear everything you're saying. How do I start? So the first thing that I would do is I'd really, you know, do something guided. If you feel like looking within is going to be too challenging, like it just seems like an abyss, there's too much to sort through. I would do something that's more structured and guided, like a self-care inventory. Um, There is one that will be provided on the website. And I think starting there, because it gives you a picture of all of these different aspects of your life to see what's missing or to see where you might want to put attention. And then I would start with one thing what's your biggest priority is your sleep off is your eating off do you need support in another area right now so many people are struggling with grief and loss because of covid do you need a group Mm -hmm. do you you know need online support there are so many different places to get support but that would be my first recommendation because it's going to give you data and i think when we have data about our lives then it feels like oh okay i have something here in front of me i know what i can tackle first and then it gives you space to start looking in deeper 
One of the other things I think is great is journaling, just free writing, writing your thoughts out without expectation, without shame and guilt, and just being truly honest with yourself. How are you feeling? And then you don't have to read through it and edit it. You can look at it, put it away later, whatever you choose to do. But the goal is to get it out. Instead of keeping it in and trying to figure it out internally, which may not work for everybody, um, is to get it out on paper, to do a screening, to talk to somebody about it and ask their opinion. Do you think I'm struggling? In what way do you think I'm struggling? And just getting that feedback from those things. Mm. No, yeah. that, that, that's, that's, that's great. And I think you're right. When you start, I know you're right. I'm sorry. When you, when you start with the smallest thing, because everything could be so overwhelming. You know, I have this list of things, as you mentioned in our last episode. And I know for me, when I have a list of like 20 things and then I only get three done, then I feel like, oh, such a failure. Those other 17 things just didn't get done. You know, and I think starting, starting in manageable chunks just helps you once you make those, you know, meet those three, then you move on to the next and it makes you feel so accomplished and you're moving and you're growing. And, and that is really so important. So thank you for that, Dr. Lauren. Yeah. And also the cognitive flexibility is not sticking to things that don't serve us. So let's say mm-hmm. your self-care routine, you've been doing it for five years. It doesn't mean it works anymore. You know, we have to be more flexible um, in that way and say, okay, well, yeah, that has helped me in the past, but maybe now I need a different intervention because I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for me, just having these two discussions with you has really helped me kind of think about some of the things that I'm going to do for myself. I mean, I think I, I started with taking my walks, which I stopped when it got cold. I'm going to start over again (laughs) because that was really helpful. It was a great way to start or end my day. And it really did put a a period on that day, whatever, what, regardless of the time it gave me the, some, some ideas came from that. I was like, Oh, let me think about that. When I get back to my desk, this is great. You know, it helps me think about that, but I am also going to really look internally a little bit more. And I like the exercise that, you know, you both mentioned where we kind of look at, let me look at my contact list. You know, let me think about how I feel throughout the day with some people and say, you know, is this person serving me? Is this serving me? And actually looking at every situation that I go through, is this serving me? And making that decision, whether it is or isn't. And I think that that's going to make my life, it's just going to improve it so much more because I'm going to remove those things that don't serve me. And as you mentioned earlier, that being busy, right? What did you say about being busy? It's not your purpose. Yeah. And I'm, and I will say I, if there was a club about being busy, I'd be like, hi, I'm Erica. I'm busy, you know, and, and I'm really, I'm really going to pay attention to that because being busy is just taking up space. And am I taking up space with the things that serve me? Wow. This is mind blowing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, I know we're coming, we're coming close to the end and I, you know, I just want to share something, you know, with, you, you, Erica and Dr. Lauren, as well as folks li- listening, you know, you know, the badass woman in me wants to start showing up as my truest and most authentic self, despite the fear of being judged, misunderstood and not being proved by others. You know, the only way, the only way I can truly feel fulfilled is by being myself. And I am giving myself permission every day to do just that. And if you all, whoever's out there in the world, 
hear that and turn that around and make that you, make you giving yourself permission to be the best person you can be every day. Because even if it takes years to create your own wave, it's still way better than riding someone else's. Indeed. You know, Yvette, you gave me a magnet a very, very, very long time ago. Do you remember the magnet you gave me? Oh, you're going to make me cry. It says, um, when I look in the mirror, I see a unicorn, a badass unicorn. <laughs> and that's amazing because, you know, we should all look in the mirror and see a badass unicorn. And part of that involves caring for yourself. And self-care comes in. It's personal. Like we're having this great conversation with Dr. Lauren today, but it's personal. Take stock of your life. Take stock of who's there. Take stock of how you feel and do what's best for you. We just want to give you a guide. We'll have resources on our website that you can look at and, and apply to your life, but it's a personal journey. But as we always said, you know, when Yvette and I wanted to create this podcast, it's about visualizing your best self and showing up as your best self. So we want to provide you with tools and techniques and talk to amazing people like Dr. Lauren, Dr. To, help, Lauren. to help you get there. So Dr. Lauren, any closing remarks before we close out this episode? Um, I would just really like to encourage everyone to spend the time being patient compassionate and kind to themselves. This process is not easy. It does not happen overnight. We did not get to where we are overnight. So don't expect yourself to change um, in a short period of time. Give yourself space and be really patient and compassionate. And also one bad day does not equal a bad life. And mm -hmm. I think we really get stuck. We think that all of our progress is gone if we've had one bad day or we didn't follow through. No, you have every moment as an opportunity to do something different. So really challenging some of those negative thoughts and stopping them in their tracks and being really patient and compassionate with yourself. Thank you, Dr. Lauren. And Yvette, you want to close us out? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think I've, I've, I've said it all. I, I, I mean, I, I could go on for hours about this because I'm super, super passionate about this, you know, you know, but I'll just end with the here. I said it earlier, the goal is not to be perfect by the end. That's not the goal. The goal is to be better today. So with that, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Dr. Lauren. My pleasure. And that's our show. Any samples of media remain the property of their owners. Opinions expressed reflect the individual's point of view, not the Melanin Pearls podcast. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Spotify. If there's a topic you would like for us to cover, let us know by visiting www.melaninpearls.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we encourage you to visualize your best self. Mm -hmm.